Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to our next Conversations with podcast. My name is Christine Dean, and I'm the Senior Director of SMI. For this podcast, Tom Lobotsky, the Vice President of Supply Chain at Alina Health, and SMI Board Member and Chair of the SMI Membership Committee, talks with Denise Rutherford, the Chief Corporate Affairs Officer at 3M. Denise and Tom talk about lessons learned from COVID-19, new innovation strategies and programs that 3M has implemented to strengthen and reward their workforce. Let's listen now to this SMI Conversations with podcast. Welcome, Denise. It's a pleasure talking with you today. Thanks so much for being part of our Conversations with podcast. I know that SMI members will be excited to learn more about you and your longstanding successful career at 3M. So let's get started with your background. I know that you started at 3M as a chemist and then moved into the business leadership roles both in the U.S. and globally. I am curious to know how that happened and what have you enjoyed the most in your career at 3M? Yeah, thanks, Tom. I really appreciate the opportunity to be with you and all of the SMI members today. And and thanks for stopping by 3M to to hear a little bit about my story and some of the things we've been up to over the last uh, year in particular. See, I did start at 3M about 32 years ago now and in R&D, trained as a chemist, and I started in our research labs. I was always been a very curious person and I'm very passionate about STEM education still to this day. So a lot of my sort of pro bono side efforts are kind of in that space. I did work on biodegradable polymers for about the first few years of my career. And then I moved into some research on electronics and then eventually moved into management because I just found myself really um, interested in enabling uh, the work of others and, and partnering in doing things collaboratively to to help us do what we do best at at 3M, which is develop new innovative products that help to improve lives. So I did that through R&D, through management, and then very, very lucky to have had the opportunities to work in our international organization, having led our businesses in Belgium, uh, in Latin America, in China and Japan, giving me a very great a great perspective on how things happen all around the world. And it was actually through those experience in international business management that I got to know more about our healthcare business. Because as a managing director in those days at 3M, I had to know enough about all of our businesses and healthcare is a big business for us as you go around the world. So it was a great opportunity to engage with teams, uh, mostly local teams all around the world and working with them, with our partners and, and like many of the SMI members, as we go around the world, we partner together to get healthcare products to the people that need them most. So those were a couple of my opportunities. I also got to lead a big business at 3M, uh, in the aerospace business. That was also fascinating. People don't often know that we sell products that go into the building of uh, aircraft all around the world, as well as the maintenance of those aircraft. So it was a very good uh, assignment for me because it's a very technical business, requires a bit of a technical background. And so that was also quite fun. So very lucky to work for a company like 3M that encourages us to continue to grow as individuals and to explore new and different opportunities. So Denise, it's it's so interesting to hear about this journey because this migration from a chemist into leadership roles and and learning how to manage in those different environments, whether domestic or global, I'm sure uh, it really taught you a lot about 
your leadership approach. And, um, and I'm kind of curious how, how that has shaped and evolved over time for you. Yeah, Tom, it, it certainly has been a journey. And I think one thing I've held true all along is, uh, is my own personal mantra of make a positive difference every day. And as I was working in R&D, I often found myself in you know, team leadership roles and, and being, bringing people together. And uh, I've brought that through my entire career and the experience of how I work with other people is, is to come together, to be synergistic, to trust others as they are experts in their field. And how do we work together to um, drive our objectives? And typically at 3M, that's, you know, it's, it's about developing those new products. It's about working through manufacturing. It's about working in partnership with sales and marketing to help our customers uh, understand and, and really understand the value of our products. But also for us to, to continue to listen to those customers and be ready to develop those next new products. So uh, again, make a positive difference every day, uh, trust. And that's never been more important than in the last year when you know, in March of 2020, non-production at 3M went to the home office, uh, working primarily remotely over this past year. We have had some people come back, of course, because they need access to the 3M equipment. And at the same time, our production folks have been at 3M throughout this pandemic, delivering for uh, us and our customers. So we really have had to learn how to trust, to be more flexible, to communicate differently, and very importantly, to be human. You know, many mm. times in these podcasts and interviews, there's a dog barking or a child that runs through. And so just to be empathetic and have compassion and to demonstrate the, the humanity with which we're, we're, we're working through a, a very difficult situation that many of us have never experienced before. So that's, that's sort of how I've been approaching management throughout and particularly in the last year and a half. Yeah, there's no question that with the acceptance of our environments around during the COVID uh, uh, challenge was uh, certainly taught us a lot around what, what we had to be far more accepting uh, in terms of working on a day-to-day -day basis. So I'm guessing this is not the first pandemic, but this is the first pandemic that you may have experienced where there was such an unprecedented demand for 3M products. So were there any surprises for you? What were the most kind of valuable lessons that you learned during that time? Yeah, probably the, the biggest surprise is just how far out um, stripped we were in terms of the ability to supply in the earliest days. We, we've been responding to epidemics and natural disasters for many years. So for the products that we know are most valuable during that kind of situation, we, we have a, a surge capacity system inside 3M. So we activated that. Our businesses recognized in the early days as we started to hear about this infection in China that could potentially become something like a MERS or a SARS uh, epidemic, they started reacting right away. So challenge number one was how do we activate that surge capacity and start to put as much um, you know, working with our suppliers and then through the supply chain to accelerate a production of the products we know are most critically needed during a healthcare crisis, like our N95s, other healthcare products, uh, a variety of goods. That was the first challenge that we, we had to rise to the occasion and the teams worked exceptionally well together uh, to do that. Uh, demand was probably 20 to 40 times higher than uh, normal in, in that particular situation. And so we did our best to work with governments, to work with other companies, uh, to come to uh, uh, 
a point in time where we could give specific metrics and also to disclose exactly how many respirators we were able to produce and to get into the hands of the healthcare professional. Because the second challenge, Tom, was that for the most part, we, we do have a strong business in healthcare providing these kinds of products. But when you think about the demand globally on an annual basis, many more personal protective equipment products are used in the industrial setting. So much of our supply chain is geared towards that industrial customer. We yeah. flipped it. We had to totally change the, the, the supply chain network in order to say to those industrial customers, you're shutting down for a while now because your workers have gone home and you've been deemed non-essential. We need to take those products we would normally be shipping to you and get them in the hands of the first responders and the, and the healthcare professionals. So that was a second big challenge that we um, had to address and, and, and working through our supply chain and with all of the customer base to um, get those products distributed to the locations and into the hands of the people that needed them most. Uh, and, and throughout, you know, our number one priority was always about ensuring the safety of our employees. As I mentioned, about half of our workforce has been at work because we have been deemed to be essential manufacturing for the most part. Had some places that weren't, but for the most part, essential manufacturing. So making sure that we had all the COVID safety protocols, that our workers in those production facilities and in supply chain locations could be uh, confident in their safety when they were at work. And then, of course, the, the last is making sure that whatever other measures we were taking as a company could ensure the stability of the company for the long term. We really wanted to, to be here for the long term. Those are great insights and <laughs> great lessons learned during that time. And this fascinating approach from switching different industries to healthcare um, uh, is, is very, very uh, interesting story. So let me, when I think of 3M, I think of immediately the word that comes to my mind is innovation. So during that time, how, does, how did 3M approach innovation to help shape the unique role in fighting COVID-19 pandemic during that moment? Yeah, what we did is we took a, a, an approach that we've always had about driving our innovation engine. You know, in, in some sectors, we're known for having this 15% time uh, rule at 3M, which means that people can take a, a portion of their time and some of our resources to investigate and work on projects that are not immediately um, relevant to, the, to, the, to their daily work. But in this time, of course, that 15% time, many people took advantage of it, but it, to apply it to this particular challenge. And so as we think about putting you know, more uh, fuel into the innovation engine, we found an opportunity to collaborate with outside partners as an example. So we actually partnered with uh, Ford and uh, worked with them to provide some of our expertise in personal safety equipment and help them design uh, a new powered air, uh, pure, sorry, powered air purifying respirators or PAPRs which many of you know about. Um, and so they were able to actually help us by um, producing more of those PAPRs than we could have done ourselves. So that was a great collaboration and you know, getting the engineers together, getting that production into the market. And then we also need uh, filters for those products. And so working with a company like Cummins who does uh, particulate filters uh, and getting them to produce some of the filters, particularly for these kinds of devices help to expand that supply chain. So really thinking about how to innovate differently through different partnerships, working on, um, you know, with government agencies to 
uh, understand what other products that they might need, producing new daily face masks, uh, really applying our technology and our science uh, in a very open way to evaluate what products were most critical during this time and how quickly could we get some of those products to market. Uh, so that has been one of our approaches. And then as we've done all of this, Tom, the other thing we've been able to do is to produce some white papers that uh, are sharing some of these learnings, some of the, the recommendations we have for how do companies and governments governments get through a pandemic like this again, uh, because one could anticipate this will not be the only pandemic, um, who knows the frequency, but it could happen again. So just being able to share that information, that, that really is truly another key piece of, of, of important documentation that we must have in order to have an even stronger response next time. Wow. I mean, I, I love the idea of, of, of how 3M approaches innovation to expand supply capacity as well. So fascinating. So I want to shift gears a little bit. You know, as we continue to think about the importance of diversity and inclusion, not only in our organizations, but across the country, do, do you have a personal perspective on this? And what advice would you have for women who aspire to achieve the executive level positions where there are traditionally fewer women and, and minorities. Yes, I mean, certainly as a female scientist, uh, particularly from the late 80s and early 90s, you know, I felt that loneliness or feeling a bit excluded by being the only one in the room in, in some cases. And so I think the, the key thing to, to, to reflect back on is the importance of having confidence and having a, a network of people with whom you can share ideas and, and being able to um, collaborate with others, really, to, to have... Um, mentors and sponsors throughout the organization. And, and I, in my role now and throughout my career, have tried, tried to give back because of, of um, that being so important uh, to um, the generation coming up. It really was one way that I was able to learn more, uh, not just in the day-to-day -day work, but also going and, and seeking out advice, maybe not in a, a, a standing mentor kind of relationship, but just going and saying to someone who I admired and said, I really appreciate the way you handled that situation. Can you tell me more? Um, being willing to go have that conversation and, uh, and, and grow personally through that. We do see that things are changing in the world around us really quickly and, and for the better. So at 3M, uh, we've had a long-standing approach, a couple of different ways we approach improving uh, diversity and strengthening inclusion. One has been through our employee resource networks. We have um, nine global resource networks and we have uh, allies within every one of those focused on different elements of diversity within our communities. We also have very strong management engagement. So every one of those ERNs has an executive sponsor. I'm currently the sponsor for our Pride Network, which is for the LGBTQ plus uh, uh, employees in our community. And I've been very, very active with the Women's Leadership uh, for, Forum over many, many years. And then also importantly, we've got community activation, which if we had more time, we could probably have an entire session about that, about how we engage um, our workforce and those ERNs to help us listen to our communities and address things like uh, social justice, inequities in healthcare, transportation and education, uh, partnering with 3M Foundation. So those are some of the things we've got going on that can help to make a difference because we know that um, a more diverse workforce is even more innovative and it's critically, critically important that we pull from all of the talent that's available in the market uh, today, tomorrow, and, uh, and certainly long-term. 
Well, I really applaud um, your leadership and all three of them's effort in this space. Uh, clearly in the Twin City area, when we went through COVID and the civil unrest, I think we all uh, understood how important diversity, equity, and inclusion had to be in terms of uh, a, a much more stronger face around our organization and to our community. So really, really applaud you for this. So in, in, in mid-August, you, you introduced Work Your Way, uh, your flexible work workforce model. Can you tell us how you develop and introduce that um, in terms of um, a new way of working with your workforce? And how did you plan to get your global workforce back into the field? Right, Tom, that was a, it's a very exciting time for us. It's a, it's a global approach. It's an exciting project and it's a, it's, it is really transforming the way we work. So it's a, it's a new HR uh, approach and um, it has to be globally developed and aligned, but local flexibility to take into account uh, different social norms. I mean, having worked in Asia, for instance, where people have had a, a longer standing, you know, must be in the office longer than your boss kind of uh, approach in the workforce. We have to make sure this is going to work as we deploy it all around the world. So we do have that flexibility. So we have some uh, basic tenets of um, we will trust our employees. We will think about virtual first. Uh, we will trust employees to do the work that they know they need to get done and partner with them to set those objectives. And then, and then very, very importantly, that we'll be judging and, and, and rewarding and developing people based on those outcomes, right? Is doesn't matter where you're working, what hours you're working. It matters that we're partnering together to generate the outcomes that have to be achieved for our business to be successful. So it's a very exciting time. It was a group of people uh, with voices from all around the world, all the functions, all the geographies. And really it was founded, Tom, on the fact that we, we did send non-production home a year and a half ago. And so we've learned that we can be highly productive. In fact, productivity went up for this workforce um, during the days of the pandemic. So we've learned a lot during these days. And we understand now that a more flexible way of working can really help us. It'll help us attract and retain uh, talent differently uh, because we're not saying everyone needs to move to St. Paul, Minnesota for the job. If you, if you can do your job from a different location and be here occasionally, that's good. Uh, we can also then think about how we can uh, attract talent that um, is, is, you know, it, microcosms where there's a higher concentration of certain kinds of talent will be more uh, marketable, perhaps, in those kinds of markets. And we're hoping that this all helps us drive growth and better alignment with our customers, serving our customers even better as we come through this and, and help us continue to make a journey on advancing our culture. Yeah, believe me, I... We know all about the uh, productivity of around our work today in a remote environment, which I think everyone would agree that it's been highly more productive. But on the other hand, this balance of being face-to-face -face and I guess maybe having the physical locations be a little bit deterrent to our productivity, still very, very much needed. So lastly, I, I guess I, I would say this, uh, 3M I know is very focused on advocating for positive social change in the world. Can you tell us a bit about your approach and how you are partnering with other healthcare organizations to, to achieve your goal? Yeah, Tom, it is, a, it is a key area for us. And it's really under the broad umbrella of all of our ESG goals, right? The environmental, social, and governance goals we have. So we've announced earlier this year some new sustainability goals about carbon neutrality and, and water. And, and we've had long standing commitments to social goals. 
um, accelerated our commitments and, and the effort we've made inside the company over the last year and a half, primarily in response and in recognition of the work we have to do here in Minnesota, particularly after the, the George Floyd uh, murder. So we've had a team stand up and, and really develop for us a much more robust set of, of, of goals in terms of uh, social goals here for us, uh, making those commitments. And it's all transparent. So you can find information on our website. Uh, we published our first ever global diversity, equity, and inclusion report available at 3M.com. So you can go there and see where we are and what our goals are. Uh, what we did also, though, is over this last year and a half, is learn to listen differently to our employees and to engage them in the kinds of, of actions that we want to take. So we've got a, a social justice fund that is decided from our employee resource network leaders deciding what community groups should can benefit from the kinds of funding, the $50 million we put into that fund. And it, particularly into healthcare, we're focused on um, improving health outcomes, you know, really understanding what the social determinants of health are and using the data that we know are available in the healthcare system. And part of our business in health information systems works in partnership with the, the healthcare providers. We can look at those data and, and try to understand what kinds of programming can we drive in partnership with community organizations and with healthcare professionals and, and supply chain providers to develop programming that helps to minimize those disparities in the healthcare system. So that's one thing that uh, the entire healthcare team is really passionate about driving. And then specific programming, like a coalition of, of dental care providers here in Minnesota that are trying to provide stronger access to underserved populations here in our state. Just one example of how we're working to, to help minimize those, those disparities in, in, in health outcomes. You know, Denise, uh, I resonate so strongly with the need to continue to address and, and formalize these um, uh, partnerships with healthcare organizations and uh, companies like 3M and keep advancing some of the strategic care management imperatives that we have in our community. So. Uh, I, I just want to continue to endorse that. The more that we can move away from, uh, people have heard me say this, uh, from our transactional relationships to much more collaborative or strategic and integrated partnerships, I think um, that's only going to advance uh, all the hard work that we're doing together. So Denise, look, uh, I know we're out of time. I, I really want to thank you so much for taking the time uh, out of your day to speak with me. I know that myself and I'm sure other SMI members are very appreciative and, and have learned a lot from this conversation and really want to continue to only sincerely wish you the continued success and best uh, uh, for you and everyone at 3M. So uh, thank you for taking the time today and uh, wish you all very, very well. Yeah, thanks very much, Tom. It was a pleasure to speak with you today and, and you know, count on 3M to be a partner in healthcare because we are um, committed to helping to improve lives and to being a force for good in the world. So I uh, look forward to this continuing partnership. I want to thank you again for tuning in to the SMI Conversations with podcast. And I want to especially thank Tom Lobotsky from Alina Health and Denise Rutherford from 3M. I wish you all well and hope that you tune in to our next SMI Conversations with podcast. Thank you.